Mom. 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 What? We called your mom. <laughs> Did you hate that? No, I didn't hate it at all. <sighs> <laughs> so you've been, I mean, look, we don't like talking a, a ton about the quarantine now because we're in denial, but because it's like this is an escape for some people. But, you know, you've been doing some ordering. You like to order a bunch of flowers and uh, Kroger pickup. I like yes. to order uh, yoga stuff. I don't do yoga, but I like the way their clothes feel. <laughs> <laughs> I've been well, using, you've done other things. You've from, done bar and you've done your Peloton. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Peloton gal. You are a Peloton I've been, gal. Uh, I like taking classes with Alex Toussaint and Cody Rigsby. Those two are my favorite. They're the only reasons I get on the bike. They really motivate you? I, I like you? Kendall. Yeah, but yeah, Alex and Cody, they're so okay. fun. I don't but know I, these I people. I ordered but... some things from Beyond Yoga, not sponsored, but we'll take sponsorship. And um, I got you some pants. I <gasps> you did? Some yoga pants? Yeah, because you're the Aww. one who actually does it. Yes, but it's been probably six months since I've been to a class. I'm just not keen on going in when everyone's breathing outward, you know. <sighs> it That's fills true. the whole room with people's breathing. And I get worried about those droplets. Of course. you got to stay away from the droplets. You do. Now I'm going to stay at home and avoid the droplets. <laughs> So that's what I have been doing. Yeah. Um, there, you know, I I've been try, more you need though. to download the Peloton app and use my login. We'll create you a profile. That's the one thing. That's another thing on your to-do list. I will do your, that. Are we going to get in trouble for doing that, though? <laughs> no, Mom. It's well, like I wouldn't want you to get in trouble. It's like with the Netflix thing. It's like <gasps> you have your own profile. Mom, it's not a secret. You're allowed to have it. Oh, okay. You're allowed to have I my password. I was afraid they'd rip you off. Okay, no, no more Netflix I actually, for you. They, they found a way to charge people. Like it says, you know, two screen limit or whatever. So remember okay. when you were watching, um, the what's it called? The called Midwife? Mother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> called the, the Midwife. Mother. I don't Call know. The Midwife. I love you that were, show. Yeah, so you're watching that and I, and I was trying to watch probably like, who care? Who even knows? Probably like, <laughs> I don't know. Animal Crossing, the movie. Fine. No, <laughs> probably like Mat Indian Matchmaker or Love on the Spectrum. And you were, oh yeah, watching yeah. um, called you the were watching called the Midwife. And that's when I upgraded screens because I wanted I this book to be able to well, watch. Well, that was really nice. And well, the yoga I'm a great pants, daughter. That was so thoughtful. You are a great daughter. Yeah, You're I wonderful. take care of you digitally. That felt weird. <laughs> you do. Um, <laughs> I think um, I could wear yoga pants all the time now. Same. I don't. I don't even want to get back into jeans. I used to yeah. really like jeans. I can't stand them anymore. Jeans. It's are all on the because way out. of the. You heard it here first. Yeah, it's all because of the quarantine. And you know, if you look nice from the waist on up, you're in good shape. Exactly. I also feel like everybody's just dressing how they would normally dress if they didn't care who judged them. Yeah, I think so too, and that's a good thing. So yeah. maybe that's a, a positive of the quarantine. Don't be looking at people, you know, below the waist. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wait. Eyes up here, buddy. <laughs> that didn't come out right. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Leave me alone. I mean, I'm in, this is a beyond yoga thing. It's like a fun little sweatshirt. Oh, I bet they're really soft and cozy. Yeah. 
I got you. Yeah. One of well, these that was too. really nice of you. I'll look forward to that. You also got me those other yoga pants. Remember the really uh, soft ones? They were so soft. Yeah. yeah, I think those were splendid. Rather than ones that you have to like squeeze into and then you can't even move. No. What I is know. that material? Like uh, latex? Spandex. Oh, <laughs> spandex. There's an EX in there. Did I hear an EX? Spandex, that's right. It's like not fun. Everything, well, when you give it to me my age, you put them down, you put them on, and then things Those go very out. Those boy. <laughs> yeah. What are those so, crescent anyway, rolls? That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I like being comfy, too. Yeah, it's um, just a nice way to be. Oh, you were saying you were watching Fortune's characters, weren't you? Brenda. Yeah, her oh, yeah. character of Brenda on Instagram. And she She's has that funny. short blonde wig on. And she oh, looks God. like someone from like the 60s or the 70s. Yes. Fortune's bringing it on Instagram with us. Oh, funny she's characters. so funny. Yeah. What's her husband's name again? Oh, Brent, gosh. Uh, um, it's a one syllable word, and she says it in two. I know. Um, Tim. 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 One, yeah. one, one scene, she's in the swimming pool. Another, another one, she's, <laughs> Tim, come here. And she cracks me up. It's like a different, you know, this whole other being that she portrays, which makes me think about Barth. Remember your character, Barth? <gasps> Grandma had a picture of Barth that you sent her. Oh, in no. The news- yes, it was a newspaper clipping of Barth. Oh, from my gosh. I did it for Halloween. Julia. Um, oh, I Barth thought you was- did it. At- Barth, Julia. I did. I did it yeah. there and Halloween at Chicago Underground Comedy. Barth Starling was a character that the Putterboss sisters named. And I just wore like a sash and I like talked like this. And I was like, it was all the jokes that I couldn't tell myself that I wrote, like, but they wouldn't work for my act. So I gave them to Barth. Just do a little bit of Barth. Just do a little something, something. Yeah, I, like to, I like to have people over for a party. Not everybody has a dishwasher but i do and uh sometimes <laughs> sometimes crazy things happen at parties like uh one time someone took a dump in my dishwasher and i just flipped it right up switched it to heavy duty something like that <laughs> and then oh, there was dear. like oh dear yeah but the glasses like, and then your hair was oh, all oh, up oh. on the top of your I head love, uh, it was like i love cool ranch doritos but i sometimes i'm worried about the horses on the dork ranch or something like that. I forget. I think that was like a Greg Gibbs original. I think it's time to bring Barth back. And maybe you and Barth and Brenda. Well, I mean, yeah, Barth get and together. Brenda could maybe, get together. Maybe Brenda has an affair with Barth. <laughs> that Leaves would be Tim really for super. Barth. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's get to know more about the original creator of Fortune Feimster, um, Ginger. Ginger. She Enjoy. was so fun. Yeah. I'm ready. You feeling good? <laughs> you've got your, you've got your, your mellow yellow in your, in your chicken and dumplings. <laughs> and my mellow yellow crushed ice. Oh, Ooh, I yum. love crushed ice. That's the best. It is. That makes any drink better. So you guys are in the, you've got Price there with you, oldest, um, oldest son Price, and you have, is Jay living in the area too, Ginger? Uh, no, Jay is six hours ago away on the coast of North Carolina. Oh, okay, cool. 
how are you faring in this, you know, quarantining and the, uh, you know, the pandemic with your kids and family, Ginger, because it's been hard. It is hard. And we were just talking about that at lunch, um, about holding on emotionally and mentally during all of this. Yes. And I live alone. And I had, was telling Price and Ricky that for the first couple months, I wondered some days if I was going to make it, you know, that oh, isolation that I'm not used I know to. It. And now I'm more used to it. And I'm getting out in my car more and riding down streets, looking <laughs> at houses. Now that's, y'all, I have reached the pit because I'm usually very busy, but, uh, you know, getting along fine. It's just very hot here. And yeah. then COVID is so terrible everywhere. Yes. And so it's just um, another world for a while. Yeah. I feel the same because I live by myself and uh, I had been uh, babysitting my, my grandbabies and then COVID came along and we all just really did what we were supposed to do, which was to quarantine. Um, so I, I feel the same way. It was very tough in the first couple of months. I was really longing to see them and um it was scary but then you kind of find your way and with you I bet you were so very busy that it just puts the brakes on to all your activities and it's a little unsettling well it is unsettling because as you know when you uh, live by yourself you have to make your own social life yes and so you know I would do a lot with girlfriends and with yeah. family yeah me too me too yeah, and and you're uh, self isolating, and as you say, not being with the grandchildren or the girlfriends. Yes, it's really hard. Now I think I'm wearing a mask all the time, of course, and it's loosened up a little in that. Like mm -hmm. today, I'm with family. You yes, know, at first I yes. wasn't with family at all for probably three months. Yeah, and then oh, I wow. decided, well, you know, if I'm going to survive, I've got to let up a little bit with family. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's worked out pretty well for us too. At first with my grandkids, I'd say, okay, just hug my legs, just hug my legs. <laughs> I know. I and, know. and then it's so gotten hard. a little, yeah, it's gotten a little bit easier, but we still are very cautious and the masks, like you mentioned, are so important. And, you know, it, it does give you a little freedom to maybe branch out a bit, but uh, we've got a long way to go, I think. Um, so this is so nice to be able to connect. Yeah, we get to connect with you too a little bit here. And yeah. I know that, so you have Price there in town, which is nice. And Jay, and you know, it's actually a pattern for us, Ginger, oftentimes, you know, so basically, you know, on the podcast, we get to call my friends, moms of artists that we mm -hmm. love. And, and oftentimes my friend is the youngest of the children, just like Fortune <laughs> is, and just like I am, uh -huh. I'm the youngest of three sisters. But I kind of uh -huh. wanted to know a little bit more about you. I was just yeah. curious if um, you grew, did you grow up in the South? Because I know you're living there now, and that's where Fortune was raised. But wh what about, what was your upbringing and where? Well, I grew up where I live now in Belmont, North Carolina, which is about uh, 10 or 12 miles from Charlotte. Okay. So okay. Uh, we always got to enjoy the city without living in it, mm -hmm. you know, but would go back and forth a lot. That's and nice. uh, the town, Belmont, where I live and where my children grew up is 
like I'm fifth generation there. So it's just a small, wonderful southern town. And mm. it's gotten to be a uh, place where people want to live rather than Charlotte. The house prices have gone up a lot. Mm-hmm, I bet. And people are wanting to be there because we have neat shops and restaurants and it's just mm-hmm. a good place to be. And Price and Ricky live 30 minutes away in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So oh, I traveled okay. for this, ladies. <laughs> I traveled 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I bet you were excited about traveling to come up and see your son and your daughter-in-law. Yeah, oh, definitely. Thank yeah, you for it, doing that for us. <laughs> but I'm a retired teacher. And I, uh, uh, during the years the children were growing up, when they were little, I stayed home with them. But when everybody got in school, I started teaching full time. But I have retired with over 30 years in the school system. Oh I was in gosh. Charlotte Mecklenburg schools most of the time. Well, you okay. and I have that in common, Ginger. I retired, well, I retired three years ago and um, I taught music for 34 years. And like yourself, I was around the girl. I, I, I taught for a while and then. When my girls came along, I stayed home with them for about 10 years, and then I got back into uh-huh. it, and it was like shell shock, but I did it, and um, <laughs> <laughs> so it feels kind of, how do you feel in your retirement? I mean, has it been, it's given you a lot of freedom, I bet, to go to Fortune's shows or maybe tour with her, or I heard you introduce her on her Netflix special, which that had to be so cool. Sweet and salty on Netflix. That was pretty special. Yes. Oh. I've been retired for nine years. Okay. And that I was an exceptional children's teacher, special ed. Oh, and wow. once I retired, I really did hit the ground running. I've <laughs> never had a dull moment. I oh, that's love great. love being retired. Yeah. As I say, retirement is my favorite job. And I've <laughs> never been busier. Of course, when COVID started, it really did stop me in my tracks because I would volunteer with a lot of things and uh, would just be busy, busy. Mm -hmm. And as far as seeing Fortune, I would see her whenever I could. And uh, prior to COVID, I would sometimes say if she was going to be in Atlanta, it's a four-hour drive. I would just get in the car and go to see her or maybe in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh how Other fun. places, I would fly mm-hmm. and would go when I could and had planned uh, a number of uh, trips to see her on her tour that should be taking place now and is not. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, if this was supposed to be a busy year, but, you know, <laughs> it's the same for everybody. It's not. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're all taking a wow. bit of a break. Did you, Ginger, when you first, so you grew up in Belmont, did you know that you wanted to be, like when you were younger, did you always want to be a teacher? No. Or when you were young, what were some of your interests as like a kid and growing up? Well, uh, the first thing I wanted to be was a politician. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, I know. My parents <laughs> were very active Democrats and, uh, in the first grade, I was campaigning for Adelaide Stevenson oh and <laughs> would not get picked on the playground to be on teams because everybody else was for Eisenhower. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I stayed true to the cause. 
And, um, and I was president of the local teen Dems in high school. And when I went to college, I was in the Young Democrat. So I was very politically very involved. And, but then I, I took political science, decided it wasn't for me. Mm. I loved to write. So I took journalism, decided it wasn't for me. And then my junior year of college, I went with a class. I was taking a special ed course and went with a class to a facility where children with disabilities lived. And I saw a the most precious Down syndrome toddler. Oh. And this toddler was in a... Um, crib with bars on the side and on the top oh. and I thought oh if I could just take you home oh my and gosh that's when I decided this is what I wanted to do I didn't know it but I wow. this was in a state hospital and I thought I just I, I can't do anything I can do to make things better I want to and that was mm -hmm. my junior year of college it's not as if it was a lifelong dream mm -hmm. but that really touched you that really that I'll really never touched forget you it. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that precious child and the idea of somebody not wanting him and not having him at home just because he's down syndrome mm -hmm. was just no I, I just I would have taken him in a minute yeah oh. It's well, tough to see something teacher. like that. I can imagine why you would want to make a change, you know, and do something better. And so you then kind of, did you switch majors at that time? And I did. Start? And and then my, I had taken electives. So I had what I needed at this core courses. And then I, uh, the last two years was, you know, turned into major courses. So, and then student teaching. Right. So really, it was just at the perfect time that you had that experience. You were ready to it was. ready to move in that direction. And oh. I was getting married after college, and I started a job teaching in Charlotte, Mecklenburg, uh, on a Thursday, and have to had to ask off for Friday because I was getting married that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's a lot. It was so Labor Day weekend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh so, was that a college sweetheart or a high school sweetheart or a high school? Okay, and what did, was that? Fortune's dad. That's Fortune's dad and the boy's dad, Aww. and he went in the navy and came home and attended college, a community college at home. Okay, and I was teaching. Wow. But we didn't have children for four years. We just wanted to enjoy each other and do what mm -hmm. we wanted to do. And that's pretty mm -hmm. much what we did. Yeah. I love that. And you stayed, yeah, you, you basically stayed in the area together then during that time. Like kind of. We did. We both were from Belmont, but we lived in Charlotte for the first seven years of our marriage. Okay. And so you guys we, met in high school. We did at the end of high school. Okay. Was he um, in, in the same class or what was, what was kind of, how did you guys no, meet? Was it just a small town? It was small town. We just, I saw him in the gym during a basketball game and that's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I've been since, you know, look back at the age. I said, I'm sure I was in lust. 
yeah. there before I ever <laughs> thought of love. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've been there myself sometimes. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I, I think, boy, you look back at what you did. You know, you made that change in college. You pursued what you were touched by. And then you got your degree and then you got married and then you started teaching. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. I think a lot I, of life changes. Yes. But we don't shy away from that. I mean, I, I can totally relate to that. I mean, we just, I think, you know, you just do it. You just. I love hearing how, you, yeah, I love hearing about like even learning from your parents. And it seems like you've, you've always been someone who's stuck to their convictions, you know, and did what you wanted to do you know I well, love... sometimes it it got me in trouble but you know yeah I'm stuck <laughs> to my guns <laughs> <laughs> good trouble I hope was it good trouble or <laughs> oh don't you know it was good good trouble <laughs> yeah I was a good girl I never got into bad trouble yeah. <laughs> me neither <laughs> Ginger we're we're product of the 50s right oh I mean it's just when I when I when I heard your name Ginger, I instantly loved it because my name is Diane and all my best friends were like Debbie, Donna, Darlene. These are names we don't hear that often anymore. No. And and I'm sure our friends all had the same names. <laughs> Nancy, we had a lot of Nancys. Oh uh, definitely. Louise. Yeah. Louise. <laughs> definitely. And you know, but I, you, you, you were on it. We were on a track, you know, we were going to go to college and we were like, for me, I knew I wanted to teach music ever since I was a little girl. And then you do it. And then you think about marriage and uh, so many things in a short period of time. I guess that's what I think. Oh, I'll say just big decisions. When big you decisions. Really to make all those big decisions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I didn't make those decisions, so I know Beth has made a conscious choice not to make those same decisions, and I really <laughs> respect that. I do. I really respect it. I know, and same with Fortune. You know, she's <laughs> old enough now to know what she wants and and to make the decisions that are good for her. Yes. Yeah. And my boys too. You know, they they waited to have their families and. Uh, everything's good. Thank goodness. Yeah. And well, you have some and you grandkids. You can tell you're just very supportive. You're so supportive. And w when I heard uh, at the end of Fortune's special, when she said the best gift that she could have asked for was, you know, to have parents that accept, accept you uh, for who they are. And I, wow. I loved that. I just, I, I can see you as that. I just see you as someone who... That and cash is what And she cash. Said. Well, I wasn't going to say the cash, but... <laughs> she said the best gift you can give your kids is accepting them for who they are. That and cash. That and cash. Okay. Okay. But you know, that's all, and that's so true. I have been a um, big uh, proponent of uh, LGBTQ mm -hmm. equality mm -hmm. and the people than at home and I have just met so many people young and old who have not been accepted by their families who have not been embraced for who they are and yeah. it is so sad and I just you know it's kind of like the down syndrome child I was just thinking that I was just thinking that yeah and it's like you know if I can help 
one person. Well, I helped my daughter just because she knew she was loved and accepted. Yes. And we wouldn't have thought of it any other way. It never occurred to any of us. To, mm-hmm. She was the same person, you know, before and after she came out. Yes. But a lot of people don't have that experience. And, you know, you feel like if I can make one person's life happier, it's worth it. Or touch yes. one child. It definitely is. Yes, I'm so grateful that you you are Fortune's mom, that you were allowed her to be who she is and her own time. And I think that's why she's so special to, and beloved by so many across the country and world, really, you know, for being able to be who she is. And so you're a wonderful mother. And I know, and like you mentioned, I knew that you were the president of PFLAG. Is it in, it's in Gaston, right? Is that yes. how you say the city? County, the county yeah. chapter. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you just, you know, I'm the mother too that loves 50s and 60s music <laughs> and will sing a song in the car. And me too. <laughs> it's don't you think, don't you think that the music we grew up with, I'm thinking mainly the 60s, was probably the most oh perfect music I can think of because of its perfect uh, variety and its inclusiveness and it, i i just i listen to do you have serious radio in your car <laughs> oh i listen all the time me right. too and it makes me so hopeful it makes me feel like yes this is a tough time we're going through people are having a hard time but there's hope and i oh i went to see the beatles ginger in detroit and it's wonderful i know i i I just think the music that we experienced um, is still relevant and really touched our lives, really had a big impact on our lives. I remember when the Beatles came to Charlotte. Uh I know it was the first time. They might have come a lot more times. But I remember um, uh, a group of girlfriends and I were riding around, you know, as you did. (laughs) Uh, We were cruising, trading, trying in Charlotte. Yes! (laughs) And cruising. We, we were cruising, and we <laughs> passed Carolina Theater, which was a movie theater in Charlotte, and it was like crazy people everywhere, <laughs> and fights and music. And I remember us looking and saying, "Oh, look! That says somebody named Elvis Presley is there." <gasps> oh my! Oh my gosh! <laughs> and do you know we were not interested enough to even want to go. did you have older sisters growing up or older brothers or sisters because my older sisters yeah oh i had two older sisters well i still do they loved elvis that was their thing wait so ginger you did too have older sister uh three older brothers no sisters okay three older brothers and they loved elvis or no (laughs) uh well not like i mean not like i did i they were older so you know, I was more into it. Now, the brother that was closest to my age was still six years older. Okay. And I was in the 50s when he loved Rock Around the Clock. Do you remember Rock Around the Clock? Yes. Bill Haley and the Comets. Yes. Yeah. And he had this gorgeous red hair. Oh. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and that was great music, too. It really was. I loved hearing that in my house growing up. But 
The Beatles, they put me over the edge. That was really my obsession. I loved the Beatles, and I still well, do. The, the Temptations and the Towns and oh, Motown. Oh, wonderful music. Yeah, yes. oh, Motown, my thing. I love me it. Me too. Yeah. And living in Detroit, this that was very big there, of course. And Stevie Wonder and uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. I mean, we had such a diverse choice of music to listen to. It was it was all so impactful. It just, oh, it was the best. And, and yeah, now you you can hear the first note of one of those yes. songs, and you know what the song is. Yeah, I quiz myself, so I, I know that I still have a good. <laughs> That my, you know, cognitive abilities are still good, but uh, that's why I love Sirius Radio. <laughs> By the way, this is not an ad for Sirius Radio. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. But you can watch, but Fortune's on there. Fortune's on the comedy channel. I, and I, I've got, I'm going to go on in a couple weeks to promote my special, but uh, Fortune's show is What a Joke with Papa and Fortune for the listeners uh, yeah. if they want to check it out. But yeah, you know, I'll do that. I- you know, there are a lot of things we can talk about, but I, too, have had a cognitive test. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And I have, actually, I had a, a concussion. And oh, no. a cognitive test was one of the things they gave me, so I passed, which was oh. pretty good to know. Good. That's very good to know. Oh, my gosh. You know, that yeah, has nothing to do with anything. is that code except we know except we know know that you're with it oh definitely well if she she was campaigning in elementary school for adley stevenson we know we're in safe territory right now uh with the current situation (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure and you know we we do discuss it some at home and i'm sure every family in america yes we sure do (laughs) <laughs> yes you, know, that's you can't get away from do. it <laughs> that's right and I you know I like to keep up with what's going on I look at the COVID numbers daily yeah which I, it would, I guess it would be nice to get away from what's going on in the world but I don't I just listen and embrace it Right. Yeah, you two, um, Ginger and Diane, you guys have that in common. I try to get my mom <laughs> to sort of unplug sometimes from the news. Of course, I think it's important to keep up, but you know, yeah. sometimes it can be detrimental to your sometimes health. Sometimes it can be too much. And then but you I know. think that you both, you know, having full cognitive abilities, are are discerning enough to know that you know we don't need to be living in fear. And I think sometimes that is what's being pressed on the country is that they should be living in fear, but. Well, I think my children would probably prefer if I listened a little less. You know, yeah. I, I guess it, it seems like overdoing it, but I still like to know what's going on. I do, too. And I think that I care so much more than, say, maybe when, well, maybe you, too, when you were full-time teaching and you were raising your children. I was trying, always tried to stay aware of what was going on. But you have to admit that the last four years have been a little intense and then put on top of it extra time to listen and um, all the implications. And then recently with schools opening and so much confusing information, it does make you a little bit, um, I don't want to say the word crazy, but it does intensify your, you're just caring so much about not just yourself, but your children and your grandchildren. And Everyone in your family. I mean, it's it's definitely a 
a different time, <laughs> a different time period we're going through. It is, and I have four grandsons, and three of them are in school now. And, okay. Um, it's just, you know, I think about them. I want them to be safe. I want them to have the yes. good school experience. But yes, you know, what's the right decision to make? How mm-hmm. how At much what cost? should they be protected? How much should they be out there? Right. I feel the same way. It's just like having children. You're never prepared for it. No. And um, and COVID, how could you prepare for something like this? You can't. No, you cannot. Well, Are any of the, I'm sure the boys have all then had to sort of, their lives have been uprooted too, even if, even if they, they are, are small. I can't think of a time like, you know, there's more time, I guess, that Price and Jay are getting with, the, and Ricky, and I don't know Jay's partner's name, but it's like they're getting time with their kids, which is lovely. I think looking back, you know, I wonder how formative it's going to be. Like, I wonder, you know, because there are definitely formative things from my childhood. I, it's weird what I pull, but like, I remember, for example, like, for whatever reason, the OJ trial really stuck with me because I remember being at my dad's house and we were just kind of stuck inside watching TV. So I am so curious how this will affect my nieces and nephews, your your guys' grandkids. Well, you know, we don't know how much longer it's going to last, but I imagine for them, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be their OJ trial, but I think it's like, it's a strange summer that will be sort of imprinted on them. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, it is imprinted, and with um, my grandsons are uh, to the age that, like, 11 and, and 14, that, you know, they should be, I mean, they're as busy as their parents can help them to be during right. this, but there's still things that they can't do that they would be doing, and it's... um. And of course, they're going to remember it, and they're going to remember the times in the house when they didn't go to school. And you know, it's like, wow, this is yes. so big. But you know, we have to look at it and be very positive. The the bottom line is staying healthy, yes, and keeping yes. our good health and and our safety. Yes, the closest thing I can remember, you know, in this way, it was like, you know, for us as kids was just if you got chicken pox, you stay home, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well, yes. and, really, and see, back when I was growing up, I've had mumps and measles. So did uh, I. Because Gosh. that too, was Ginger. before a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So did you have did chicken you have pox them? also? Yep, I had chicken pox, measles, and I had mumps. I had measles and mumps, and I did not have chicken pox. And okay. then all three of my children had chicken pox. They had them two weeks apart. Yes. I was in the house for six weeks oh. nursing children with chicken pox and never got chicken pox myself. Oh, that's oh my incredible gosh. that you didn't get Isn't it. That? And I, got, wow. I had measles and mumps, but I couldn't hmm. believe it. That's very unusual. I wonder if you have just a... a an immunity for it or something you don't get I it i don't know i don't know because i was a primary caregiver for three children yes you were so i don't well, know and they all it, had it and uh that's a long time to be inside my older girls got it very close in time but i wasn't teaching then i was home with them 
And then uh, I remember with with Beth. Do you remember that, Beth? I was uh, accompanying students with uh, what we call like solo and ensemble festival where kids from your school are performing and they all go to a big high school. And I was an accompanist and I couldn't get a sitter for Beth. And the girls were somewhere, but I brought Bethy with me and uh, she kind of tagged along for most of the day. And then toward the end of the afternoon, she was looking a little punky. And so I said, okay, I only have one more student to play for. So you sit back here. So I put her in the back of the room on a little chair. And when I was done, I walked back to her and she did, she did not look good. And she was itching her tummy. <laughs> and then she lifted up her oh, shirt oh. and there, there were spots everywhere, everywhere. And so I quickly just put her shirt down and I said, come on, sweetie, we got to go home now. We're all done. <laughs> and we got out of there real fast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. You were about six, I think. Did um, Fortune ever come with you to school, Ginger? Um, (laughs) Not really. I was, uh, I had stayed out of, uh, with my children when they were younger. So during the chicken pox, I was, you know, a stay-at-home mother with them. Yeah, that's good. And then I, once they started to school, I, uh, I would work. But my mother helped me tremendously. So oh, wonderful. We, uh, That's nice. And, you know, I had told you what wonderful cognitive ability I have. Yes. My <laughs> next question is, what were we talking about before I forgot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget. do that all the time. Well, I think we need to take a break. So we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm not tired. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. I have a fun question. I'm thinking like Fortune is a little kid. We, you know, in her stand-up, and you guys have experienced this. My mom experiences it as well, Ginger, because like Fortune, because um, I don't know if you knew this, but Fortune and I both did half hours on Netflix, the stand-up series. And oh, so, God. and we've been friends over the years, and I really love your daughter. And Thank you. She, she, um, and I both, you know, we talk about our families and fun stories. So I feel like you know, people who've seen her Netflix special got to hear a lot of these funny stories about her swimming growing up and, oh, I love you know, story. all those great <laughs> stories. I'm curious, like, what, what were some of the funniest, like, like Fortune must have been, been a funny kid, kid right? Uh, no. no. <laughs> uh, we, everybody in our family have always thought that we, as individuals, were funny. And everybody thought one was funnier than another. And you always thought yourself that you were the funny one. So actually, I had never thought the children were so busy in scouts and church and sports teams that mm-hmm. um, when they were funny, it was would be around their friends. Yeah. And um, I know that I was teaching and would hear, you know, from other people talk from school that Fortune was really entertaining the tennis team at school and she was making <laughs> announcements 
in the mornings, you know, oh, oh no, prior to school, and yeah. that was her job, and people just loved it because she would do things like take an umbrella to school and put it up and say, it's raining today, did you bring your umbrella, you know, which of course <laughs> nobody carried umbrellas, and then when the tennis team would go uh, for a match, you know, she was entertaining everybody, but I never really thought about it so much until her senior show. And when the seniors entertained the rest of the student body, yeah. and she got on the stage and portrayed Mary Frances Gallagher. Isn't that her name? Oh, Mary Catherine oh, yes. Gallagher. Gallagher. Yes. From SNL. Yeah. And I have never... <laughs> She dressed like her. She looked like her. She sounded like her. Everybody <laughs> was hysterical. And I had never seen her transform mm. into another person. Yeah. And I was blown away. <laughs> I didn't know it was in her. And then when she went to college, uh, I would hear how she would, uh, she was um, like, president of her classes and, and uh, of the student body and things like that. And so she would like ride a golf cart around and do crazy things and, <laughs> and entertain everybody in the dorm. So it was like, wow, but she wasn't really showing this at home. She would get out socially and just almost like she would do now when she would just be a regular person then she would get on stage and become the comedian fortune and that's how she would do then she was just a regular person until she got with the tennis team or the high school student body or the senior class and then she became somebody else the comedian she kind of needed an audience an audience bigger than five (laughs) i think so I love what you said about transforming because she really does. She can do characters really well. I love, I think that first introduction was, well, she does the hilarious Tim videos where she's talking about her husband, Tim. And then (laughs) I love that one. And then I think I remember too, the um, earliest videos I saw were the the Hooters videos, which were so funny. The boyfriend I was dating, Nick at the time, he's the one who actually kind of introduced me to her before I ever moved to LA. He's like, you got to see this girl. She's so funny. So he showed me her videos. The waitress is Darlene Weatherspoon. Yes. And Darlene is one of my favorite characters. I love Darlene. (laughs) And of course, what people find funny, they think that uh, Fortune has this great imagination where she is imagining all these stories. Well, this is her life story she's up there telling. (laughs) She is talking about her family. She is talking about how we all do, how we yes. face things, how we react to things, and it's not made up. Yeah. <laughs> I have that That's, luxury as well. Yeah. yeah. The craziest things aren't made up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I can relate to that. That's what Beth does. She brings all of us into the act, and it does it does surprise you sometimes what she's what they're doing. <laughs> but Beth, Beth in high school was in um, speech. And so I would hear her practicing up in her bedroom, memorizing uh, a scene from a play, but they're like five characters. So sometimes I go up there and it felt like there were five people in that room 
Wow. But they were all her becoming these characters from her speech and uh, what is that right, Beth? Speech. Yeah. Speech and like it was the National right. Forensic League, but I was in the I was in speech. Yeah, it was the humor yeah. category. Humorous oh and terse. And she just yeah. comes alive. Did you have any idea you would become a comedian? Yeah, I think I always wanted to. I guess I always wanted to be I don't I think I wanted it to be on SNL probably. Yeah. And I know, I think I just knew I loved being funny and getting up in front of a crowd and making them laugh. But it definitely started with my family. I don't know what there is about comedians and that's different from the rest of us because <laughs> many people are funny. I mean, there's all, I know a lot of funny people, right? but I know very few who can get on a stage or hold a microphone and be yeah. funny to people universally. I just, you know, I'm funny, but yeah. I'm not a performer. You no, know, I can't get me neither. And and perform. I might, I might be funny in everyday life, but I don't have that extra something that you have to have to right. make a career out of it. Yeah, yeah I think it's mean. definitely it's there's there really is a difference I think between like you're saying being funny for your friends and family and then going on stage for a group of people you really don't know and making them laugh. I think I think it's initially at least the way that I can describe it is a choice, you know, almost like a blind somewhat ignorant choice to say I'm going to give this a try. Because if I thought about it too much and I thought about the odds and how many people try and how many people fail, I might not have ever gotten on stage when I, when I started in Chicago. I might have been too scared. Mm -hmm. But it yeah. took time. And I think, you know, Fortune discovered that as well. But it takes time to, you know, know that you can be funny for friends. Like she, I, I did the announcements too when I was in high school <laughs> didn't you have bring your pets to school day or something i did a prank yeah that's i told everybody <laughs> that to bring their pets to school when that wasn't true at all and <laughs> then you got in trouble <laughs> i did get in some trouble um but you know i did the announcements too and it's like you you it's hard to make it translate it you know to like how do i show these people who i am and i think the way that Fortune and I did was we make our friends and family laugh about our real life stories. And then eventually once people get to know us, like Fortune has such a great fan base, they want to hear all about it and they know her her style and her personality and just fell, fall in love with that. Yeah. So I think they're on board for all of it, you know. But the early days are tough. <laughs> when you're trying you to think that so many people, now this is strictly my observation. I have not lived this, but so many people will try to follow their dreams, which is wonderful, and they'll go to whatever city they choose, say it's Los Angeles, mm -hmm. and they just either, I don't know if they don't work enough or they don't stay long enough. I, I mean, I don't know. Right. I just know so many people don't make it, and I know goal setting and work ethics have so much to do with it. But, you know, whatever the magic is that makes it work for some people and not for so many, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I think too, you kind of do have to be in it for the long haul. I remember I interned at Steppenwolf Theater and we had a conference call with Linda Lowy, who's a casting agent, because her husband, Jeff Perry, uh, was a member of Steppenwolf. And she basically said to all the actors, 
you know, you want to be an actor, move to LA. Okay. Work hard, really, you know, hit the ground running, pound the pavement for three years, try your hardest. And if you haven't gotten anything, not a single bite, then you can call me and complain. But I really don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear from you until then. And kind of like you're saying, I think some people who say, I hate LA or it's this or it's that. Well, it really makes a difference on who you choose to hang around, what neighborhood you live in, mm-hmm. um, you know, the comedy club you choose to try to break into. So there's so many factors. And then just perseverance and hard work and saying, I'm going to stick with this. I think so many people are like, I don't like LA. And it's like, well, did you move there and expect someone to discover you on the side of the road and then move away after a year? You know, I think people. That's kind of a myth, I think. You know, yeah, it's it does happen. I mean, it definitely happened to my friend Jen. She got a NuvaRing commercial oh. just being at the beach, and she oh. doesn't want to be an actress, and she she never was. She just paid for <laughs> school. She went to Chapman for creative writing, and that commercial wow. paid for her schooling. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So you can get discovered, but it, it, it's just interesting. There is usually an air of, you know, not needing it that they are attracted to, which is odd. You know, if you're desperate. And not many people are going to be discovered. I think just from observing, too many people, say, move to Los Angeles and expect Los Angeles to come to them, as you say, knocking on the door. Mm -hmm. Right. It happens. No. I I mean, I, I would not be able to do it. I don't know if I would be not have the personality or the drive I don't know even in my youth I I would not be able to go off on my own and be on my own say as much as fortune has been Mm -hmm. and scratch and and not have any friends and and have to make all new friends and a job and a, a life I mean I just have never had to do that I've stayed in Belmont and being very happy there, very secure. Mm-hmm. And I never, I love to travel, but I've never felt that I wanted to live anywhere else or, or work any further than Charlotte, say. Mm-hmm. And don't you think too, Ginger, in a, in a uh, very male-dominated industry, don't you think that for our girls to, to pursue that and be so determined to stay with it, keep at it, find their voice, move forward, that, I have such admiration for that. And, and I love, I, I love comedians who have stories to tell. Like I instantly loved listening to Ginger when she is talking about her family and making light of experiences that she remembers and maybe embellishing them a little like Beth does. <laughs> but I don't have to do much. You don't have to do much, but I much, I love listening to the stories that they share because it there's a commonality. I I go and I want to I want to be able to relate. And um, she has such a good heart. I love that about Fortune, and I love that about Beth. That yeah. um, it's different than just standing up on a stage and saying jokes. You know, just getting up there and saying little jokes or talking about body parts and finding it hilarious. I I just I think there's more to it, and I think they're very smart women. They're very smart. Well, you know, I don't think most people realize how intelligent comedians have to be. I agree. Not just to write their material, but to deliver their material (laughs) so that other people 
like it or entertained by it, want to hear yeah. more of it. I mean, yes. it's so complicated. There's so much to it because unless you have uh, the will to do it and the skills to do it, yes, it's not happen. I mean, it takes mm-hmm. everything you have learned. I mean, Beth, I, I'm just guessing that whatever you learned, rather if it's the the speech in high school and the competitions and writing in your English class, whatever you were doing, it all adds up to who you become. Mm-hmm. But it's a process. People just expect it to happen. And it doesn't. It's a culmination. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think you, you, you said it perfectly because, you know, for some, some people may have just discovered fortune for the first time was sweet and salty and thought, who's this, you know, and obviously she has her, you know, she's beautiful and she looks so youthful. So she looks like maybe she's only been doing it for a short time, but she's been at it for a long time in all different forms. I mean, to be part of Sunday Company at Groundlings is a huge accomplishment. She's acted on the Mindy Project to have her serious show and come all this way. It's like, yeah, a lot has gone into it. Mm-hmm. And even now on the new L Word, which is really exciting, you know? I know. I love what she says about representation. You know, she didn't necessarily get to see that. I'm sure you're the same, Beth. So it's just been one thing after another and, and excelling at something and then not getting the next break or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a process. I applaud you and Fortune oh, for the perseverance. Thanks. Do do um Price and Jay get to sort of come along? Have they enjoyed being a part of the touring or did they get to go to the taping in Charlotte? Uh, Price and Marika were at the taping in Charlotte and uh, (laughs) they thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, many hometown friends from Belmont were there, Charlotte friends. How uh, special. Other members. And it was wonderful. And I think anytime Price and Ricky are around it, they enjoy it. Anytime any of the family is at shows, it's great. And we all laugh. Even, <laughs> you know, even though we've heard something many times, we still think it's funny every time. Yeah, my yes. sister says that too. <laughs> yeah. And we all thoroughly enjoyed the taping in Charlotte. Now, that was something to remember. It was wonderful because they taped two shows and it took hours and hours to get it all done. And we were thrilled with it, and Price and Ricky had uh, uh, young couple friends of theirs come. Oh, and how I, fun. It was just great. I loved hearing you at the beginning. Were you nervous? <laughs> no, I was going to have to, not have to do it, but I didn't know I was doing it. This was a, a spur of the moment thing. That's even better. Then you didn't worry about it. <laughs> you just did it. I didn't have time to get nervous. You're right. It was impromptu. <laughs> I just, and you know, I heard myself later and I thought, well, it was short, but it was sweet. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> I did a good job. I thought you nailed it. She did. I thought so too. Sounds so natural. Oh, I mean, it was like a few words, but I was proud. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. It's funny how just a few words actually can get you nervous. Sometimes the shorter you have, the more nervous you have to be because <laughs> you're worried you're going to mess up the one little thing that you have to do. And so <laughs> it doesn't really matter how big, you know. It's it was in front of everybody. 15 seconds of sign. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounded very, very natural, like you were happy to be there, which I'm sure you were. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I loved it. Thank you so much. Like it means so much to me for you to have me on the your show. This was really fun. Of course. We we thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, get getting to know you. Just can't thank you enough for not only your time, but I'm so thankful for the person you are. You know, I really am. I I see what you what type of person you are. I wanted to get to know you a little bit more because it mm-hmm. takes a special person to create someone like Fortune. And even though we don't know Price and Jay, I'm, they seem wonderful too. But so they you're are a great wonderful. mom. Thank you for having me. And I know Fortune appreciates that you yes. would ask her mother. Yeah, yes. of course. We definitely <laughs> wanted to include her. So and it's thank been you. loads of fun. I've loved talking with you. We've loved it too. You take good care of yourself. Yes. Enjoy the rest of your day and get some more crushed ice in that cup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, okay, Ginger. Bye, Ginger. Bye-bye. And so we'll okay. just say, Mom, do you have any thoughts that you wanted to share on the Brenda app or no? What I loved about what she said, I think she said the best gift that she can give, or or maybe Fortune said this, that the best gift was to accept your children for who they are. I think that's the best takeaway for that, from this episode. I do too. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Fortune and you don't happen to not know her, but I can't imagine you wouldn't, it's fortunefemster.com and she spells Femster F-E-I-M-S-T-E-R. So Fortune Femster on all, on all social media and, uh, you know, show Ginger some love. I don't know if she's on the web though. All right. Good night. Good Good morning. Bye-bye. See you later.